All right, everyone, we have a little disclaimer before the episode starts. After Body Slam, we had some technical issues, made it sound like we were recording outside in a blizzard. We apologize for the inconvenience this has caused. We are going to try to be better with checking our cords and everything. So we appreciate everyone that listens week in and week out. We will be back next week with... uh, WWF In Your House 11, Buried Alive, but I will tell you the scores and the performers and tools of the night so that if it gets too much, that way you know what we scored it. Ben scored the pay-per-view a 6.5 out of 10, Dave and Jesse scored it a 5 out of 10, Ben and Jesse gave their performers of the night to Mankind and Shawn Michaels, Dave gave it to Mankind, and all three of us gave the tool of the night to Bark Gun. Thank you very much for your patience, and we'll be back next week. to episode 118 where we are reviewing WWF in your house 10 mind games and they're both pointing at their head and playing video games at the same time we're so not playing charades that's well, that's kind of hard but I we're was not. playing if we're playing charades I just nailed it I was playing, uh, no, I, was playing, uh, I gave you the answer you didn't nail anything I said it before you told me didn't I no oh shit <laughs> I don't know what's going on damn it well on that note Let's go to some Body Slam. Body Slam on current events with Dave Body. And now, here's Dave. What is up, Body Slammers? All right, welcome to another edition of Body Slam. Today, we're going to go over our top five entrance music. We don't have a goofy one because we don't want to force it. That's right. We had a goofy one, but we didn't want to force that one either. It was also very like we have said some. Don't say inappropriate. No, we have said some (laughs) some inappropriate things on this podcast, but like the the sex toys one might have gotten a little bit weird. It definitely would have. Wait, wait, wait! We're not doing the sex toys. Oh no! (laughs) Is that what is that what what's in that box over there? No. Oh. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we're doing. I heard clanking of metal. What the hell is going on? It's my top one hundred. Oh, 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 top 100? Oh so my are, God. are these toys that you've used or been used on? Oh. You will leave it up to the imagination <laughs> to decide. There I we have go. a very vivid one. I don't you want now this got weird. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, top five inches music. And what's your criteria on how you built your top five, Jesse? Because you always have criteria. You always have this this old. I got rules. Like this I got rules. You gotta for, have rules. For me, it was. It was I, I, I will I will say that um, none of my picks are even in the last 
Like, or even, didn't even come out in the last... Uh, what prepared. would that be? 15 years? <laughs> So oh, wow. like a lot of a lot of it was was when I thought of it wrestling theme it brought me back to when I was younger and how like cool I thought that theme was or like if I hear it it transports me back to that time you know so I was playing a lot of theme songs and just like seeing it, like what kind of emotions I got from just hearing it or like it was just like oh it's a cool song whatever but spoiler alert when I heard Austin's Breaking Glass like I got pumped and I was just sitting in my living room. And I, was, I was just like, yeah! <laughs> I'm like, okay. Drink some beer? You didn't run to the kitchen yeah. and grab a beer bottle or something to smash it? No, because I was oh. home with my four-year-old, and if he saw me, like, smashing beer cans, he might start smashing stuff together, thinking... Doesn't he already memory. smash things together? Yeah, but I want him to do it on his own so I can give him shit for it. Oh, I can't give him okay. shit if he's copying me. I see. <laughs> you can't just go, oh, hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spencer, Spencer, <laughs> put up those middle fingers, buddy. Let's do this properly. Oh, hell yeah, daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who's the toughest SLB? I'm the toughest SLB. That's right. That's right. So that was my criteria. Got it. Any music? Oh, you want me to? <laughs> I thought we were going through the criteria. Since, since we've gotten this far, might as well just tell All us. All right. So obviously, <laughs> um, in no order, but Steve Austin, the Broken Glass theme, and also his Disturbed theme. Mm, that's That came one. out in like yeah. 2000, yeah. 2001. Yeah. Did you remember the Lions theme one? I didn't like that one. <laughs> it was like slowered? Yeah, I didn't, didn't like, like that, that one. one? No. 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 It's like it seems I, like I think my problem with that one was because the theme also has to fit the character at the time, and I didn't like him in the alliance. I thought that was really dumb. It was forced. It was so forced. So I, I didn't really care for it. Um, obviously, real American Hulk Hogan. I saw that's in my uh, Spotify worker list right like, now. Like straight up, you hear that that opening guitar riff, and and it's like takes me back to when I was six years old watching yeah. that guy. Um, the DX theme. Which one? So the first one, the original, the original, and also the king of, or the uh, I think it's is it it's not king of kings, but the DX run run DMC theme. Gotcha. I kings like of Rock. That. That's what it's called. Kings of Rock. I didn't like that one. I did. I did. And I'm I, a big Run DMC fan. I did not really okay. care for that. Fair enough. One. I did. I like that. Um, the Rock, but his heel theme from 2003. Yes. That's a good one. Yes. That's a good yes. Because I loved heel Hollywood Rock. That was like the best shit ever. That was when he was he pulled the guitar and was singing. Yes, <laughs> yes, and he came out and and he when he came back he was completely shaved bald and mm -hmm. and like just a complete and utter asshole and I loved every minute of it. I was like, this guy is the fucking man. Great, and that, that good, song good. was was tremendous. Too. Yeah, great yeah. guys who are shaved completely bald are utter assholes. That's that's a great take notice. That's take great. notice, yeah. man. <laughs> that's great. That's great to know. Uh, and my last one is the New World Order theme. I always thought that was cool. And within that, as like a, um, I, don't know, I don't even know, like a, a sidebar, Hollywood Hogan's theme, Voodoo Child, where they had like the greatest icon in sports entertainment and shit like that. Like, I just love that. And Hogan coming out, like playing, playing the title belt like a guitar. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Those are my top five. Awesome. Ben, yeah. criteria? Now, all the ones that Jesse just mentioned... I copied word for word. No, I'm just kidding. Because uh, <laughs> I worked so long on the sex toys one, but now it's gone. <laughs> all my thought process was completely just shattered. I thought about all the themes you did list of putting them. Like, every single one I did think about. But you didn't know he was going to put them. So like, um, I just have... Uh, these are the top five that just I just... If there's Love no the Doink the Clown theme, there's no Doink the Clown. There's no Doink the Clown. Then it gets all ominous. 
Foundation, the first theme from mm -hmm. the 90s. Not their, okay. not Bret Hart's second theme that they just used. It was okay. the first one, like the original tag team. Goldberg. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Oh, man, as soon as you hear the... Which, which one, though? WCW. WCW's oh, gone. It was a, the reason why I think it went over so well. But, yeah, I mean, you just... You hear that, uh, that gong a bit? I don't know if it's a gong or it's, uh, you know what I mean? Yep. But, um, as soon as you hear that, it's like, oh, shit, someone's oh, getting fucked up girl. by the spirit. And you know what the best part about that song? Two. I don't, I don't know if they, they gave that to him because they were hoping this would happen, but it really lent itself to the Goldberg chants. Like, yeah. it played into the song. You know, and I don't know yeah. if they, they brought that song hoping that that would happen, or that was just a happy accident. I'm not sure. I just love like, the drum beats in it. It's kind of like uh, Nakamura. Before he had lyrics, everyone would hum his music. Yeah. Same thing. Um, Undertaker. Um, Which one? He's have like a million of them. Corporate Ministry. Ministry. American Badass. American Badass. No, not American Badass. His original not Lip Biscuit? Rolling? No. Rolling, rolling, um, rolling, No, I guess his most like recent theme, like the... The one he's currently using? It, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yep. That gong. Yeah. Sent the dead, dead, The dead man. Sent chills down my spine when I heard that when I was a kid. It still does. It very well does. It yeah. still does. And I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pushing 40 soon. But uh, I remember back when I was eight years old when he first came on the scene. Mm -hmm. It's just like, wow. Like, it just, as soon as I hear his theme, it's, yeah, like Jesse said, takes me back to when I was a kid and I saw the other day. I was like, oh, he's cool. I don't like Hulk Hogan. I like him. Just kidding. I, that, was, that, was a, that was a dick. That was a dick. That was a dick. Uh, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, love that theme. Always love that theme. And this one, I, I seem to think of one thing of our top five where it's just like, oh, that's interesting. Or, I don't know. Or, that's fucked up, man. What the hell are you thinking? Vince McMahon's uh, theme, No Chance. Really? No chance I love that theme. You've got no chance. It just fits Vince McMahon so well. The, it, the Mc, Mr. Was, McMahon character. It was better than Shane McMahon's, I'll give him that. I yes. still hate his music so much. Yeah, money, 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 money. Yeah, here yeah. comes the money. Yeah. Okay. Is it, is it being given to me? Yeah. Like, yeah. When you say here comes the money, I'm waiting. Stephanie McMahon's theme song, too, was pretty shitty. The Eve one? All of them. All of them. All of them. They were pretty shitty. Okay. All of them. Yeah. She didn't have any good theme. And that's my top five. And you had no criteria. It sounds like nostalgia was yours. Um, and yes, and it I wanted to, how do I put this? They remind me of the best moments of my life watching wrestling. Okay, so similar to Jesse and similar yeah. to Mindy, too. My criteria, 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 my criteria, criteria, my criteria is fan reaction. Okay. That's what I've always loved. When I hear music and I see the fans going, I always think back, I'm going to say one right now, is Stone Cold. Think of the Alliance storyline, when all WWE was in the ring being under the WWF guys, and his music hit, and that entire arena lost was standing. Shit. And that was back when they had signs, and they were show like the lights yep. going around. You see all the signs on. I'm like, holy cow, that is no particular order, but I would say Steve Austin's probably number one for me because his his music always had a great response. Hulk Hogan. I remember being four or five years old in my, my pampers or my, my uh, diapers and stuff and just doing his poses with his music in the background going on. Like, it's just nostalgia, right? Mm -hmm. Once you, As you get older, you realize nostalgia is like the purest of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I miss these days. 
uh, The Brood. Ah, uh, yes. Whenever that song Good hit, name. I was scared, but I was also excited for the bloodbath. Also, the New Jersey Devils uh, song when they come in. The hockey team. Like, they use The Brood? Like current? Yep. Oh, so I knew a baseball did that oh, sometimes. Sea red. Sea red in their red color. Oh. And it kind of... I'll have to YouTube it, that. And it plays in... They were using it as of at least two years ago. I don't know if they're doing it like this, sure. this season, but they were using it. And come on, I have, good theme to, I have to go with Ultimate Warrior. Well, yeah. Whenever yeah. that music went, my dad, he hated it. Because I, I would go hyper. It was like an instant, like, boom, sugar rush. <laughs> and finally, John Cena, Word Life. Okay. Love that song. Right. I keep thinking about WrestleMania so, 20. You think you're untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> We're alive. We, we, we can just go right now and say every lyric we wanted to. I don't think I could. <laughs> untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. See? We can really do it. Word life. That's all I know. <laughs> this that, that's your role. <laughs> basic thugonomics. Like a broken needle kitchen missing the point. Basic, Come on. Basic thugonomics. <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah, fans, let us know your top five inch music. Let us know your criteria. Most of the time, it's going to be nostalgia. You don't have to have a criteria, it's just but be it's here. better. So let us know. Um, I would say, like, do you guys have some favorites that are today? On this beauty era. Okay. Any, any, anybody Shock else? The I okay. really like Shayna Baszler's thing. Okay. Dude, you, you, every time I would create a character that when she was in the game, you would ask for that song specifically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think my top three right now would be Undisputed Era. Love that tune. Uh, Drew Mc top three? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, yes. With the, the with Scottish the, oh, Terminator. Yes. Yeah, and the fact he's not called the Scottish <laughs> Terminator is a fucking shame. Um, and well, Shinsuke. With the lyrics or without? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, you just like the, the yeah. violin. Yep. Uh, cool. I, I like it because it's unique. It is. Actually, Alistair Black. So that's one. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Get two more. Or Shayna Baszler. I just, I just gave so you them. Shayna Baszler, Alex Black, and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. You, you agree with him on that. Yeah. that? That's why I got confused. Yeah. My top three: Undisputed Era, um, <laughs> Bobby Roode, Glorious. I good. love that song good so much. And Lesnar. Oh yes. When Lesnar's song is hit, you know shit's getting real, real, like real fast. Yeah. yeah. And honor and mention to Hard Truth. You should be on top five. What about, what, about, uh, what about Billy Chuckson? You know, you don't look too good to me right now, man. <laughs> good to me. Actually. But you know it. <laughs> unfortunately, we were. Uh, I feel like the top 10 was that he was doing, but they had a scene of Billy and Chuck between their entrance, and Claudia is like, What are we watching? I'm like, We're watching Billy and Chuck. Don't they look good to you? And she's like, No, this looks really weird. One of uh, dozens of gimmicks that Billy Gunn will get into the Hall of Fame <laughs> with one day. Yes. He's going to be the first yes. like, ten-time Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes. That's another, that, That's like something. They should put somebody that's had the most gimmicks in and put them in each time for every single one of his gimmicks. Should we do a Like, top? Kane should go in as Isaac Yankum. And then go in Diesel? as... Fake Diesel. <laughs> and then go in as Kane. And then Corporate Kane. You can get him four times. Oh, God. He really can. And then Christmas Monster as well. Which is a different promotion. He can still go as that. Oh, the or the Unabomber. Unabomber too. Try to think like uh, in WWF, like who got rebranded a ton of times. Like just, but usually you didn't get that many rebrands though. You would get two, and if you didn't make it on the second rebrand, you're fucked. You're like done. Slime Master J. I don't even know who that is. 
You remember, you remember Slymaster Jay? You remember uh, Jesse and Festus? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now a cop. Yeah. Jesse. Um, yeah. Jesse and Festus. Their song used to be called Biscuits and Gravy. Biscuits and Gravy! You don't remember that song? No. And, and you say this that is, I... This is, this is some dark days that we're going to be getting. We should do top five worst theme songs. Oh, 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 man, I got the number one. <laughs> oh, sweet birth of faith. That, that one is fucking awful. And also, Mine would even, be the goon. even though even though he's a hell of a wrestler, uh, Sexy Boy by Shawn Michaels is the worst fucking song for a wrestler. The one sung by himself? Both. Or, okay. Both. How about Kurt Angle's version? It is, it is so... Kurt Angle's is all right. Hey, Kurt Angle's is pretty good. No. Get out of here. What? Get out of here. Okay, so top five worst. Are we doing that? Okay, okay top... Week. Man. The top five worst so, entrance thieves of all time. I'm pretty sure mine's gonna be all WCW because they <laughs> seem to have like a real. They were terrible. With yeah. Um. So, for this week, let us know your top five best in the comments on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Next week, join us and we'll do top five one. worst. Top, I'm writing this down. Top, top five, five worst, worst themes. Of all I already time. have my first, my number one. There's for so WCW. many. Oh my god! Remember this the, is a, um, the the artist formerly known as Prince I, AKA? Yeah, unfortunately. Do you remember that his theme yeah. he had? This is probably a list where we can all have different answers. Yep. Because there's so many different variations you can pick. So. Wee wee. <laughs> uh, Alex Wright. Oh, and, and, and there's going to be a fight right now. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> it's now time for your beneficial facts. In your house, mind game took place on September 22, 1996 at the Core State Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in front of a solid house of 15,000 fans. Commentators were Vince McMahon, Jim Ross, and Mr. Perfect. Uh, Mind Games did a uh, .48 buy rate, the highest buy rate since Good Friends, Better Enemies, which did a .81. But Mind Games buy rate was equivalent to 120,000 pay-per-view buys with a live gate of $210,290, uh, which is the highest live gate WWE would have for an in-your-house event in 1996. Oh, well. The next in-your-house event that would break the $200,000 live gate won't be until July of 1997, when in-your-house would be in Calgary. There for that, baby. I was there for the event. I did not move through it. The Core State Center opened its doors on August 13, 1996. This venue is now known as the Wells Fargo Center. The Core State Center is only 3.4 miles away, 5.4 kilometers of Navy metrics, from the ECW Arena, less than 15 minutes away. Which makes sense for the current for some time. Exactly. Speaking of ECW. Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman, who would have front row seats for a brief stint as the two would interfere in the Caribbean scrap match between I Justin didn't see Tommy Dreamer. He's yeah. I saw Sandman. Maybe it was because of the blonde hair and the, like, yeah. the white teeth. The Dreamer pants. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Dreamer just sitting there drinking his beer. He Tommy Dreamer looks like, a, looks like an average Joe. Maybe that's why. Maybe like, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's an average Joe beside him and there's Sandman. Oh, okay, there's there's. So the, uh, the Caribbean scrap match, they would interfere and uh, they would be... Hold on. Did you say Caribbean? Caribbean. Caribbean. Did you say Caribbean? Did you say Caribbean? Okay, cool. Yeah. I think like, people have said it both ways. I the next top five. I the, say both uh, ways. Like, I, I kind of just assimilate. 
going on. I'm just like next top next top five. Uh, how you pronounce words? Yes. Potato, oh, potato. I I have a top fifty. Your top five potato, potato potatoes. Nobody says potato. Okay. <laughs> if, I say tomato. If if somebody says potato, get them out of your life. Like that. The guy's a serial killer. What? Yes. Is he bald up. too? Okay. He's back to beneficial facts. Serial killers are not beneficial. <laughs> so. Dreamer and Sandman would ha be removed from the premises, thus kicking off the working relationship between ECW and WWE. That's an interesting way to get off on a relationship. Yeah. Um, this event would be the in-ring debut of the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, fresh from competing in the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta earlier in the summer. Henry signed a 10-year contract with WWE and was trained by Leo Burke and Tom Richard. The final curtain match, the rules are supposed to be along the lines of a no DQ. A no DQ, and, and they said winner, it has to be like pinfall. Like, not even submission. So I did say pinfall. pinfall. Yeah. Well, final curtain match, does that mean you have to, like, take them behind the curtain? And say, this is the final Stand one. up, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, but it's gold dust, so you'd be like, what well, you so you. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's getting weird. It's getting weird. You go, step as a tombstone. Alright. It's a great segue into dark match and free for all matches. Uh, Savio Vega defeated Marty Jannetty in a free for all match in 5 minutes and 22 seconds before Justin Bradshaw. I was gonna say, for, to get his reward of going into a strap match? <laughs> Before Justin Bradshaw <laughs> interfered in the match, thus setting up the strap match to open up the show. Why would you have him fight Marty Jannetty? Yeah, they're in a tag team. I mean, <laughs> Triple H kind of comes into the scene in the Mark Henry match. You know, start, sorry for the spoiler, but I mean, he's back on the scene. Why don't you get him? You know, up it's running again. He's still being punished at this time. Oh, wait till, oh, wait till <laughs> that's, that's true. You're gonna lose and you're gonna get strapped like six Wait till a month times. from now. He won't be punished anymore. Um, there were three dark matches following the main event. Um, oh. There were three dark matches following the main event championship match. Possibly we'll call some Okay. Also for the people in attendance, because the, the event was only two hours. Right? And generally, like, when you go into a wrestling event, like, even the live events, aren't they close to two and a half, three hours? Uh, right? So. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. My, my argument with Triple H is now squashed with the not being punished part. Jake Roberts defeated Triple H at 8 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Take that, Triple H. Yes. Um, Farouk defeated Mark Marrow in 6 minutes and 23 seconds, and Farouk and Marrow would be clashing for the Intercontinental Championship in the tournament final the night after on Raw. So I suppose this was a dry run. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, Farouk, can you go in there and not kill the guy that you're wrestling? That'd be great, thanks. Damn! Damn! Uh, Psycho Sid defeated Vader in 9 minutes and 10 seconds. Which would be also a dry run, which we, we'll see in the last match. Well, I would also explain why they're in full gear during the match. Yeah. You're telling me that Sid doesn't walk around and he's. I wouldn't tell her. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go on to tell her. I'm pretty sure Vader doesn't hold other Uh Let's see. Let's find out by. Oh. 
No, that's it. He's a bit of a bit Even though I can read what you're writing, I was like, I don't think it's going to be fine. I'm reading it. Our first match, as Ben alluded to in Beneficial Facts, is the Caribbean Scrap Match. How do you say it? Caribbean or Caribbean? I, well, I say Caribbean this time, but I, I've said I've said Caribbean. I don't know. It's Caribbean. I just I butcher it so those I don't. I don't tomato, know. tomato. Again, says tomato. <laughs> Get out. Get out of the worst potato. Oh, they're a cereal. If you say potato, you're done. Okay, yeah. so if you say potato, you're a cereal. Killer. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, tomato. With the you're, you're also a cereal killer mosh? because you're the same fucking guy. God. Anyways, I'm, it's Justin Hawk Bradshaw facing Savio Vega, who is undefeated in the strap match. McMahon said that about a million times as he's going down the ramp. Uh, and Vega, surprise, surprise, wins at 7 minutes and 9 seconds. Man, what were your thoughts? Well, these two beat the snot out of each other with the strap. Harvey Whippleman doesn't realize you can't start this match until both are attached to the strap. I guess this is on-the-job training that he's getting. I <laughs> uh, wasn't expecting the ECW guys to get involved the way they did. Kind of surprising, actually. Um, it, had a good, it had good intensity to it, and credit to them for both trying to make it meaningful. It was an opening match, after all. Uh, I thought it was a good way to kick off the show. I didn't mind the match. Uh, Harvey Whippleman, back to him. Still needs more ref training, though. Maybe he can shadow uh, Hefner for, for a while. Uh, not a bad start. I gave it a C. Dick. Um, I love the intensity that Bradshaw set off. Like, I forgot how intense Bradshaw needs to be. And this match he showed it. Like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm actually really excited to see his next match. Great way to play that they don't want to recognize the ECW um, roster members. You know, say, Superstars? He's a superstar, Dave. Sandman's not a superstar. Um, although, I will say, if we were reviewing segments like this, this would be the first actual point five I would give Sandman. Because his actual matches are terrible. But this was actually fun to watch. There you go. And the only thing I did not like about it, though, was it took forever to get them out. Because if you see the fans, they were more interested in watching the interview than watching the match. So I was like, okay, with this one on a little too long. Uh, Savio is deadly with that strap to the point that he almost hit Bradshaw in the face with it. Bradshaw was on his knees doing the heel begging. He just whipped him. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! Yeah, yeah, it's not very face-like uh, <laughs> there, pal. Um, Cost of a match against Marty Jannetty, man. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. all people. Uh, the yeah. beautiful sell from Bradshaw on the spinning wheel kick was awesome. Yep. He actually like, back rolled it, and I was like, okay, he's actually working really good in this match. I gave the match a C. I thought, considering when I first saw this was the match, I was kind of like, hmm, mm, good. But I gave it a C. Um, I also gave the match a C. The one thing that I didn't like, at least in the finish, was it was carbic. It was carbon copy of the finish from the strap match with yeah. Austin. Yeah, it was. I know so. Right? Like, yeah. it was the same kind of finish that Vega was trailing. So the finish was Bradshaw was touching a corner, and then Vega was following him and touching the same corner. This is basically him with Steve, right? Yeah, well, every single time. Every single time. And then, and then, like, after they touch the three, Bradshaw goes for the fourth, and Vega pulls on him. And then when Bradshaw pulls him, like, like wins the tug of war, Vega goes flying and gets the fourth. So how would you book the finish round? So well, I would go to WCW and I'd call <laughs> up Ric Flair and I'd say, listen, you're not in the match, but you're going to have to take the fall. 
Okay, so that's so you. Would, <laughs> you would do a, a rift flare. I would not. Um. Oh, how do you do that? Because I, I have a, I have a way that I would do it. How would you do it? So have Bradshaw leading the way to the video. That has to be the same. Have the face pull. Bradshaw goes pulls line in. So I'm gonna duck to the top. It looks more believable than Bradshaw pulling him towards the damn turbo. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. Because that's what Stone Cold did too. Yep. I'm like, so you have two stupid deals. Yep. This is why he's undefeated. This is why he's undefeated. <laughs> he picks his opponents for these matches it's a smart really deal. well. I think it's a smart deal. Let's see what happens. Are you a smart deal or not? 96. I would have said Austin, but it turns out no. Pillman <laughs> <laughs> would probably not even follow the rules. Yeah. Pillman <laughs> would just be choking the guy with you the strap. You just get his Johnson yeah. and just touch the edge all four corners <laughs> with that problem. Where are we? Can I get it? <laughs> uh, okay, on that note, that was that match. <laughs> Our next match, we got Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario, the match we all came to see. Mm hmm. Yep. And Jose Lothario wins by pinfall in 56 seconds. <laughs> also, before the match, we actually had the first appearance of Fake Razor and Fake Diesel. Wow. Attacking Savio Vega in the corridors. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts on this match? Jim is entertaining here. I give the match a D. Okay. Yep. Ben, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, We're trying to do this less than 56, 56 seconds. <laughs> Mr. Perfect says the one line I was thinking right when uh, Lothario came up to Shawn Michaels' music. He needs different music. I give it a D. <laughs> that was weird. They came up to their, their representative music. Well, when Cornette came out, I was like, oh. <laughs> We're not going to do the 56 seconds. Oh, come on. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if Cornette walked leg Vader to the ring? And started doing like the V, like, but it was doing like a, like, or doing like a, a C. Cornet time! <laughs> Cornet time! time. Started doing the Vader's chant, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't a long match. Cornet's enthusiasm. It wasn't a long trying. match, you know what I'm Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> trying to think, like Cornet's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Cornet's enthusiasm, trying to get the crowd into him getting his ass kicked. Was admirable. Give him respect for that. I tried to make it work. And it worked. The crowd yeah. ate it up. Yeah. They wanted to see him get his ass kicked. Good. Uh, I also gave it a D. Like, obviously, this isn't a typical match, so I don't think it it's can be. It's not a bad grade. It, yeah, it, it can't be scored higher than that just because it's not an actual match, but it was entertaining for what it was. Jose Lothario hits a throat punch to win, and Cornette sells it like death. It was pretty funny. Like, he throws out his arms and he's like, That's <laughs> 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 so good. Um, I wish that somebody would have had to come, like Bulldog would have had to come and like, like fire the carry him back to the play creeps and stuck out of the great, but, you know, can't get everything, can't get everything. The next match is for the WWF Tag Team Titles. We got Owen Hart and British Bulldog facing the Smoking Guns. The Guns are the champions going in, and Bulldog and Owen win by pinfall and are the new tag team champions at 10 minutes and 59 seconds. Ben. I love the pop they got. Well, that was crazy, eh? Well, Billy fans are pretty sophisticated with some uh, wrestling talent. Game they like heels, is what you're saying? Well, they they know the they know the goods when they see it to a degree. The build-up ECW and the salmon does not. The Eagles fans booed Santa Claus at a football game in the 80s, so I, I don't think they like big things. So, 
Alright, they are. No, it's related in the way that they that they love the heel and they hate the faces. Right over your head, Ben. No, I get it. Right over your sweet shaved head, you asshole. Or serial killer. No, he didn't say potato. I haven't said that. Tomato? Just a bald-headed <laughs> asshole. It's not illegal to be an asshole. No. Nope. So, Jr. is kind of pushing the envelope with the indicted comment that he makes. I heard that. I heard Jr. How did it go though? I don't recall. That might be a little taboo there. But um, I heard it too. I was like, oh. like um, indicted towards this man about the steroid stuff. Yeah. Oh he said, shit! He said you. I mean, you got away with being indicted. That's I was like, like, oh. Yeah. He's gonna get away with this. He was like, well, you did. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I forgot Wait. that at this point, Jr. was kind of like a heel commentator because he was the one who was bringing uh, Razor Ramon and Diesel back mm -hmm. to WWE, and then he get, gets these two lookalikes as a uh, haha, pull the roost over you, haha. I'm Jr. That's Mark. <laughs> um, boomer, boomer. Uh, what was he missing? Okay, uh, nice chop block by Owen the Mark. Yes. That was vicious. I love that. Uh, follow up by some uh, Charlie horses right after that in the corner. Uh, so Bart's leg is hurt, but he uses it as his anchoring leg to stand up. Um, why is Bart kicking with the leg that's injured? Thank you. Um. Really, uh, Bart's got some super healing powers happening here. I, it's quite amazing. Um, I feel like he's going to be like he's going to do really well in a in a competition later. Shoot cup brawl. All, all, yes. all of what? All of everything. You know, in, in the brawl for all, I think if um, Doctor Death Steve Williams was supposed to. They yeah. wanted him to win the thing. Yes. I think if he won the thing, he, he don't face Butterbean. Because then they're like, it's legit. But because Bart Gunn did it, they're like, oh, we're going to punish you, you idiot. We're supposed to keep you supposed to win this. Here's Butterbean. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Billy gets some height on that sidewinder. Yes. Wow. Some uh, MJ things out there. I like the finish. Uh, love the pop. Bulldog and Owen got too. Um. I like the the miscommunication by the guns because I mean we've kind of been seeing the cracks in the foundation leading up to this. So, but I, I gave the match a C. Did uh, Owen and Billy have great chemistry? Yes. Like their sequence together with Owen was like their was so good. Um, is it Owen and Billy? Okay, so Are you sure they're not? I'm sorry. I'm like that's their say baby. Let's start over. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. And as Ben said, beautiful, uh, beautiful chop block by Owen. I've always loved chop blocks in wrestling when done right, and it just tells a good story. Except, so not the Nick, not the Nick Patrick one. Yeah, except when you do a chop block and you're going to sell it. Mm -hmm. and it sucks. Maybe the chop block just wasn't that good. Yeah, and I, uh, I also shared the same response to Ben from Owen and maybe one. I also gave the match a C, uh, but Bart Gunn was driving me absolutely batty in this match. The not selling the, the leg that was worked on for how many minutes? Three? Ish straight, right? Like he was he was the one that was taking the beating. 
and I'm just, and then he just gets up and, he, and everything's fine. I'm like, what are you doing? He uses it as an anchoring leg to get himself up. I'm like, dude, your leg's injured! And this is what cinched the tool of the night for me. He goes to Irish Whip Bulldog out of the corner, and now, imagine a ring. Like, when they Irish Whip out of the corner, it's to the opposite corner. That's how it works. As he goes to Irish Whip Bulldog, he realizes that, like, Owen's in the corner or something, so he changes direction, and then, like, he starts turning Bulldog, and Bulldog, like, puts out his arm, like, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna follow. It looks so stupid, and he threw him to, like, the same side corner, somehow, and I'm just like, this is, oh, man, what do you do? Oh, I wonder if Bulldog has that same turn. What are you doing? Yeah. So the finish was Bulldog reversed the running power slam by Bart, pushing him into Billy, who's in the corner. Billy then pushes Bart uh, because Billy was talking to Sonny, and that that really is more important than anything else. And Fuck then the titles. Yes, and then Bulldog puts him into the running power slam, hits it one, two, three. You got new chance. And then Bart comes in and doesn't go to bring up the pinfall. He goes to Owen. He walks around where Bulldog is pinning Billy. And he goes to Owen, I'm just like, what? What are you doing? He doesn't understand taking wrestling. No! That's a taping champ. Like, if you see that, wait oh, at least you are busy. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. Billy looks like he's got this handled. I gotta go take care of Owen. Oh, no, Billy lost. How did that happen? playing awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> For three seconds. Trying new things. <laughs> I gave the match a C, like, like these other two guys here. It was solid, and it was good to see Owen and Bulldog at work. Our next match is Jerry Lawler first facing the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Henry wins by submission at 5 minutes and 13 seconds. Dave? Uh, not much to really know in this match except for the bump to the outside that Lawler took. sounded extremely painful and looking. Yes, and and part of me, when, when Henry whipped him, I was like, was that supposed to happen? Cause it looked aggressive. Yes! Like, it looked like Mark is still learning his own strength. And he just like but then on the replay, I think Lawler did it on purpose to show Henry's strength. Um, but still, scary. Scary yeah, bump. he smoked his head in the guardrail. Yeah. And the floor. Yeah. Like, okay. But overall, I give him that. That? Alright. The Star Wars cast called me and said, I have a bad thinking about this. And they woke up. Um, okay, let's work on press slamming there, Mark. Lawler retire from diving to the outside. <laughs> um, so Mark can't wrestle yet. I'm glad he you said diving to the outside. I thought you were going to be like, Lawler retire. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. He tries to carry him in the match, so... I, yeah, this wasn't good. I gave it a D. I also gave it a D, because uh, Mark Henry was just so green. But I gotta give, I gotta give props to Jerry Lawler, because... They needed a good veteran hand in the ring with a guy that green, and he did the best he could, and Lawler wasn't dead by the end of the match. From, yeah, from Henry, like, throwing around everywhere. So the finish was that Henry put a, I think it's a Canadian backbreaker, is that what it was? Yeah, okay. Uh, to make Lawler submit. Now, the Canadian backbreaker is what um, uh, Bruno Sanmartino used for a time. Just think of it on the top yeah, but just hold him up there. Just, just without the slam part. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lawler did good work. Henry was green as shit, and that's where we're at. I want to see Henry versus Johnson. Just to 
see the car crash or just fight joints? <laughs> the next match is the final curtain match, which in the pre-match promo thing they say is there must be a winner and it has to be by pinfall. That's pinfall. what they say. So it has to be pinfall only, okay? We have Goldust facing Undertaker. And Undertaker wins by pinfall at 10 minutes and 23 seconds. I have That's to put it? I have to put that because if it was the WCW, if I would have said that, I'd have been like, like Hulk Hogan versus Vader, four quarters trap match. Hogan wins by pinfall over Ric Flair. Okay, so I just this is why I put these things. Yes, it is as stupid as it sounds, yes. but that is exactly what happened. Yes, Undertaker wins by pinfall at 10 minutes, 23 seconds. Ben, what were your thoughts? I didn't overall mind this one compared to their other match that we saw at a previous in your house. Um, I really like the whole. I'm the Undertaker. I'm dead. You aren't. I'm just gonna punch you and have my way with you to the start of the match. We entered the ring. I like that. Um, some other tricks uh, this time around with uh, Marlena getting more involved. Uh, the gold dust, uh, or yeah, the, the gold dust to the eyes of the Undertaker. Uh, little little tricks here and there we didn't see before. Try new things. <laughs> like to try new things again. This works over rewind. Uh, the whole you can't see gold dust package in his uh, new outfit as much as good. That's more beneficial. That, that deserves a two. That's more beneficial. Um, like the finish, uh, like the win, uh, gives Taker momentum going forward to give the match a seat. Alright, Dave, what were your thoughts? Um, there was almost a three count off of Super Energy. Yes. Did you guys catch that? Yes. Where it was one, two, Goldust kicks out. I'm like, really? A suplex? Vin uh, says there's no DQ, yet there's a ref distraction. And ref counting when they're outside. And Tim went with counting 10 count. And did the same as no count on So I was like, but then I, I was like, did I misunderstand that? Are they saying that the next encounter should be a no competition, no count out? And then I was like, no, rewind that. And I'm like, no, they're legit saying the rules. Uh, this match felt, to me, it felt very long, and I think I know why. The last match we saw of Taker was a fantastic boiler well, and that was, which was phenomenal. So I think going from that match to this, I was like, I don't care about this. And I thought this robbery ended before we pursued the fantastic Well, I gave the match a B. Uh, I gave the match a C. Did you guys, did you guys have the feeling with Gold Dust? Like watching hip tosses and stuff like that. That like he's just not. It looks like he's not even helping the guy that's hip tossing him. He's not he, 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 the taking him to hip. He's yeah. He's like when yeah, the Goldust yeah, is bumping because like Goldust looks like. This sounds bad, but he looks heavy. Like they go to hip toss him and then they they think like in their heads they're like okay he's like two hundred sixty pounds. They go to hip toss him and he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it looks sloppy. Was he injured? He was injured like a couple months previous to this, so I wonder if he's still battling. I just don't know what he was injured with, if it's shoulder or knee. But I feel like that's been Goldust's thing since he came into the WWF. Like he, he's not the athlete he was as Dustin Rhodes in WCW. Now I don't know if that's because like. WCW was a big fish in a small pond, or now he's a big fish in a. You, you know what I mean? Think about the Goldust character. He actually watches that movie. 
seems like more of a theatrical character than an actual guy. Yeah. That may be a two where he's more theatrical. I guess. But he is not, not obviously the main guy fighting, but he is selling moves. Yeah. Because most of his matches take forever to start. Because he's so busy doing theatrical. So that, that might be it, too. I might also be comparing his Goldust matches to his Dustin Rose matches. I just matches want him to listen to our podcast and ask our questions. And just wondering, like, where, like, what's, what, where's, why is it so disjointed now? Yeah, you know, just, just ask the questions. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the match, Taker hits the tombstone to win. Um, you know what I did like, though, when, when Marlena was on the apron and Taker went and grabbed her and, like, the look of fear on her face? Like, that was some solid acting by Marlena. Uh, I thought it was solid. I thought it was better than their previous match they had. For me, was that, it was... Was that Beware of Dog? Is that right? Uh, no, that was an uh, international incident. Oh, okay. For me, it was just coming off the main Gotcha. And in the main event of the evening... So, Daddy? Get it! There you go. I was busy accidentally trying to fix his bed, so that's why I was... <laughs> <laughs> After a Goldust match, I just... <laughs> okay. You just get all androgynous every yeah. time you watch a gold man. No, snap, This is like, should we restart? <laughs> this is rude. But I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it slide. Let it slide. This is gonna let it slide. Uh, Mankind facing Shawn Michaels, and Michaels the champ going in, and he retains by disqualification at 26 minutes and 25 seconds. Dave. Okay. Uh, I love the Mankind over the top rope clothesline. I've always loved that. It's so violent. It just, it looks so aggressive. Uh, the way Mankind kept from the inside, sorry, the way Mankind left from the inside to the outside of the ring was awesome. He left the inside and started rocking. I'm like, Mankind, you're not the most athletic. You're so good at reacting and mind games. So, you're, you're almost so good at you made this hit you after you. Possibly. Well, the the, <laughs> the, uh, the graphic they had with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Herman Karana reversal into the stun gun. Yep. From the top rope. At first I was like, oh god, don't start her on me. Please don't do that. Please don't do uh, The neck into the rope thing, I do not like. That, is, that is a like total big spot. spot. I lost an ear. What I do like, what happened in that spot though, is that Michaels came over and then he put on the mandible claw. Mm -hmm. Like that was cool. it showed how dangerous Mankind. Like even when you think you have Mankind down, <laughs> he can still get at you. And like and and Shawn Michaels' fear and then like going after his hand after that. It was stuff. it was it was probably executed. Yeah. Still when it happens, I'm like oh, I don't like this. The table spot was by far my favorite spot in the whole match because you saw them place it. And you immediately think, oh, it's gonna happen right now. But it happened at a time where I didn't expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. This blew the time. I'm like, oh, he's a healer. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I just, I thought the psychology in this match, the story was tremendous. I gave it a Ben? Uh, the favorite, my favorite part of the match was when, um, I mean, Shawn, Shawn Michaels completely turned his game around and made it. Like mankind's match, and he fought mankind's match and did it just as well, if not better than mankind did. Like he got really crazy, he got really violent, he got really off the, really off the wall. Like when he had drop kicked uh, mankind uh, underneath the uh, the 
flooring around the, the yes. ring, and you start stomping on them. I, I yeah. love that. That and was phenomenal. Because the, the, the second chemical head slam. Yeah. That was vicious. Like, just great stuff. And, um... I loved it when he had the mandible claw on, and then Michaels just he almost started seeing red after, and just went to work on his hand. Like tried to break his hand with the chair, stomping like he was biting the mandible claw. Like he was getting crazy, like mankind crazy. Do you think at this time the moving elevator moves moves? Yeah, there's a this spot in the corner. This again. Yeah. So it's like part of character now. Or was that an obvious I think there was a slip. He went to the top of the diamond crossbody and Nick wasn't there. Then he comes over and, and says, Come on! Says, Come on! And then Mankind slaps him. It's not part yes. of it's not part of his character because Sean's a dick at this time. I'm like, this is a second. Got a nice person in the locker room. But I'm like, does he not realize himself? he did it to Vader and Mankind? Like holy But he cow. got away with it with Vader. Holy cow. Vader's push is done. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, the spot with the table to the outside, I'll be like, wow, beautiful. Um, geez, what else? Um, yeah. Yeah, Jesse, take us. Did you take your score? Oh, I'm sorry, I gave it I gave it a 2, I gave it an A+. Plus. Start to finish, it was just, like, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I made no notes because I couldn't stop watching the match. Like, and I agree with, uh... Um, Nick, when he actually put in his book, I do believe, Have a Nice Day, that this was undoubtedly the finest match of his career. I have not seen a Mankind match or a Mick Foley match that was better than this. Mankind is having, like, his 96 is really fucking good. Yeah. It is really fucking good. And this is something, I'm really glad, obviously, that we're doing this podcast, especially at this time, because I didn't watch a lot of this stuff. I know a lot of the big four pay-per-view stuff, but the inner houses, I've never seen a lot of these I things. Never. So, to see, like, and Mankind's best work has been on these fucking inner house pay-per-views. Two in a row. And it's been, like... Two in a row. It's been awesome stuff. Uh, I love the story that Mankind can't be put down no matter what Michaels does. Michaels keeps on trying, and he keeps on getting more aggressive and more aggressive, and it didn't matter. Mankind kept on coming back. Kept on coming back. Um... Great match between these two. Both guys brought it. I gave the match an A. Uh, the finish was Mankind goes up to the top rope with, or up to the top with the chair, and Michaels then launches himself off a chair that's already in the ring that's set up, and hits, as Jim Ross says, sweet chin music, which I uh, will give us a variation. It was not really, but we'll give it as a variation. And then Vader comes down and attacks Sean leading to the, the DQ. So that, yes. kind of, that kind of was like, oh, shit. But I get... This DQ made sense to me. Yeah, and, and they can't have Mankind lose. Exactly. So he, so so not sense. after what he just did the uh, Undertaker yeah. the month prior. No. And the month after this, Buried Alive, is going to be uh, Mankind versus Undertaker in the in a Buried Alive match. So they need to be put... They need to keep Mankind caught, right? Yeah. Um, so when Sid comes down... And fights off Vader, which they announce is leading to him and Vader for the number one contendership match at the next in your house. And then Mankind gets up and then, like, even after getting sweet chin music with a chair to the face, 
still puts on the mandible claw on Sean. Well, he does like, like this, almost like this exorcism, like yeah. thing with the urn with his hand. I was yeah. just like, wow, that's actually kind of creepy. And then he goes to roll, roll Sean. Oh, and we forgot to mention this, but mankind comes out like Paul Bearer comes out first with, in a cat, like with a casket. Yeah. And then they put it at the side of the ring, and then they open it up, and there's mankind for the start of the match. And it's like, okay. So then later, like after the match, mankind tries to roll Shawn Michaels into the casket, and we we've, we've seen the casket open, mm -hmm. nobody in there. They go to roll shot in, and then suddenly fucking Taker pops out of the goddamn thing and goes after Mankind. I'm just like, holy shit, what the hell is going on here? There's it's a lot of busy shit, but it actually, like, it played, worked. It worked. It, it played worked. off of each other. It, it was, was all relevant. It wasn't like, uh, just a cluster of shit. But every single one led to a story. Like, uh, like even WWE, like, what was it, the three or four, uh, in your houses ago where. <laughs> Pen's cat's going nuts, and we're just we're trying to keep it keep it on the download, but she's going crazy. Um, it's our mascot. Uh, four pay-per-views ago, where Ultimate Warrior misses his cue to come out and help. Yeah. Right, like remember that? Does not make mistakes if he wants. Well, he doesn't but. arrive. He doesn't <laughs> arrive. I remember us shitting on that, being on like, oh, "Okay, this is a lot of lot of cluster. We don't need that." that so. Oh yeah. yeah. Remember that one time where was it Kama? WrestleMania? Yeah. That's Papa Shaw. <laughs> that was common. It's though. hard to get there on your queue. And, it, and then he got, he's like, oh, I'm a little bit late. I can make it. And he walked out and he said, holy fuck, this is a long entrance. <laughs> Why is it so long? <laughs> she put me as, as a plant in the, in the office. closer. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I gave this match an A. Great way to end the show. And now it's time for tonight's premier performer! And tonight's tool of the night! My premier performers uh, are both HBK and Mankind with their match. Holy crap. Show a showstopper. A headliner on main event for Did show. Did you know that he is the most resilient man? To ever hold the WWF title? I knew that back in April or May. You knew it even more after this I told you I knew it too much after Did you? Man said a thousand times. Did you guys hear at the end of the main event match when Sean was celebrating that that man said, uh, Philly's going crazy. It's like the Eagles have won the Super Bowl or the Flyers have won the Stanley Cup. Like, it's nothing like that. Like, like, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah. It's nothing like that, dude. My tool of the night is Bart Gun, because wow. Um, and my score was six and a half out of ten. I, I like the nice. card. Nice. I like the card. I, I like the highest scores because we had a lot of very low. Ninety-five. Were Ninety-five and ninety-four were very dark games. Yeah, so it's nice to know you Dave. Uh, my performer I gave to Mankind. Uh, I think it's safe Sean. to say Mankind's probably going to be the our most definitely of the year. Most definitely because. Um, it's not like a faulting Michaels. Michaels is almost so good that you come to expect yeah. that. Mankind exceeded yeah. expectations like just, big time. It's, just, it, it's his psychology, the small little mannerisms, the stealing, the 
the nose right in the mental. He didn't I do it as it. much this match. He, he only did it, I think, twice. He's, he's toning it down. He's, like, <laughs> he's hearing you. I really <laughs> hope Vince was like, can you stop with the spirit? Um, and to no surprise, like, who are going to bark on as well? Because no one else in this five, six match days is going to happen. But he did. Because I saw the, the light. Like, Come on, man. So yeah, bark on my overall score, I gave five out of ten. Well, Dave just said mine, basically. Uh, oh. <laughs> so my score was 5 out of 10. Tool of the night, Bark Gun. Fuck that guy. Just tired of his shit. He needs to go away. Uh, my performers, same as uh, Ben. Shawn Michaels and Mankind, I couldn't choose between the two, so well, I gave them one or two. Yeah. Uh, I would say Mankind has, has won my performer of the night four times. <laughs> In, Four. in 96. In a row? Or no, in, 96. in 96. So I'm pretty sure he's locked in for performer of the year. No, Shawn Michaels has won it three times, though. So he's got a chance. But, um, so that has been our episode this week. Uh, as always, uh, hit us up on social media. Call it in the ring media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. I actually posted that first. There we go. We're, we're everywhere. Um, join us next week. We're going to be reviewing WWF In Your House 11 Buried Alive with the main event of Mankind vs. Undertaker in a Buried Alive match. Ooh. And we're also going to reveal our DQ. I, I <laughs> sure hope so. Is there outs? <laughs> the ref like is right away. He's like, why? Well, two. you have from the ring to the... Uh, uh, burial ground. Ten seconds. You know what it should be? It should be the, the savage crush rules. You bury him, and then you have <laughs> he to... He has ten seconds to dig himself out. <laughs> yeah, he, he has to get back to the ring within a minute or something. <laughs> oh, that and then Mankind's just standing there for a whole minute waiting. <laughs> Watch him take him. Yeah. Like, like a dog. Trying to get out of the damn brain. He has 30 oh, seconds. Can man. he do it? And also join us, we're going to be revealing our top five worst entrance themes of all time. It's going to be great and awful all at the <laughs> same time. So get excited for that. Have a great week, everybody. Do you want to say anything? Let people know how much you love them. Uh, I love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Have a great week, everybody.